podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first Wisdom Cricket Daily podcast from the Rajkot Test. I'm Yaz Royal and with me today is Phil Walker. A day of what could have been really for both sides. England had a dream start. Mark Wood in the side in place of Shoaib Bashir. Got Jairswell and Gill early. And then Tom Hartley removed Patadar for not many of the ones stuck in the pitch to leave India 33 for three. Rohit was dropped at first slip by Joe Root on 27 when the score was just 47. And it was a missed chance that England were made to pay for. Rohit and Jadeja, who was promoted to five, both scored hundreds and both survived LBW appeals that would have been overturned against them had England reviewed them shortly before each got two, three figures. Wood put in an epic evening session stint and was eventually rewarded with the wicket of Rohit with a score 237 for four with an hour or so left in the day. And that last hour or so belonged firmly with Safraz Khan, one of four changes to the India side. He sent the England spinners to all parts and really threatened to take the game away from England for good before he was sold down the river by Ravindra Jadeja on 99 and run out for 62 off 61 balls on debut. Phil, 326 for five in the end. Who do you think will be happier? Oh, India comfortably. It's been their day. Uh, in England will be cranky, not that they ever admit it, but they will. Uh, because they had India there. You don't often get them 30 for three on day one when the, you've lost the toss and obviously India are going to bat. And then to it so nearly to have been 47 for four and should have been, you know, that's... That's a bad drop by Joe, really, at, at first slip. He took ages to get down to it. He looked a bit stiff in the back, perhaps. I don't know, but uh, you'd expect him to catch that 90% of the time. So England will have had their chances, but 3-2-6 for five on a pitch, which I didn't think was quite as flat as they were describing. I thought a few balls jumped, um, especially off the spinner, um, off the spinners. There was one that if they'd had a silly point, for example, Rowett would have gone couple of kept low as well in the evening session that Safraz has played very nicely. Yeah, they've found one there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's India's day. It has echoes of the second test match um, in that they were maybe six down for 300 odd at the end of day one. And we were saying, actually, you know, England hung in there pretty well. So there's not that much difference. But the momentum of the day tilted so far away from England that I think... I think when you move into tomorrow, it will still be a decent pitch to bat on. But I think that England will have to win tomorrow to stand mm. a chance in this game. Because if they give up 450, 500 or 450, 475, 150 from now, uh, then they're staring down the barrel, even if they even if they play their spectacular new brand of cricket. Mm. You know, it's hard to turn over the the relentless orthodoxy of India getting 450 plus. Um on their home patch uh, with two great spinners in their side. Mm. What, do you, what do you make of, just to, to get you on the conditions a bit more, if you look at the two previous tests at Rajkot, tiny sample size, sure, but India nearly lost against England in, in 2016, having scored nearly 500 themselves in the first innings. I think India got 600-odd against West Indies in a test match there in 2018. Most of the commentators were, were of the view that this was similarly flat to what we've seen in Vizag in particular, but you, you didn't see it that way. I guess, I think there was more in it for the seamers, I'd say. Well, that's, there was, that, that's there was the a layer thing. of grass on there that will keep Bumrah. Right. He's always interested, but he, I think he'll be particularly interested with what, what so, he saw today. So 
bang on, but two things on that. So there is a, a little layer of grass. Uh, but there's also a dustier outfield than there was in the second test match. It was a very lush outfield in the second test. And so Boomerang got some reverse swing remarkably, but Anderson was getting reverse swing after about 30 overs today, or 35 overs. So obviously the big man will be looking at that and thinking, okay, just keep me in the game. And he'll have a dart with the new ball tomorrow, Jasper, at some point. Then he'll hang around and then they will expect it to start going because it is a dusty and abrasive outfield. It's also incredibly short as well, <laughs> these outfields. And so when you're looking at the equation, three, two, six for five is, a, is, is the batting team's day for sure. But when your average distance is 60 yards, then England are going to go out there and they're going to attack those boundaries. And um, it will be fascinating to see how they go in their first innings because in cold light of day, they, 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 I think they blew up a real chance in the second test match to be 110 for one. Now, I know they came up against Bumrah, but Crawley was in 70-odd, gave it away. Um, a couple of others were a bit static in that middle order. Stokes didn't really go anywhere. And, and I think in, if England do go down in this series, then that would be a moment that they look at. But it looks like it could be a, a repetition in this game. And mm. so while England's a, approach is to hang into games and then go wild in the third and fourth innings, and if they can make it a one-innings game, whether they're chasing or setting in the fourth or the third, they will always fancy themselves, but they have to get up there. We mm. said it in the, in the second test, first innings runs are in the end crucial and they turned out to be in that test match. Um, and they will be again here. It's a oh, cliche time. It's a massive session, first session, because if India win that first session, I think they'll win the test match. Mm. Uh, and, and with a new ball as well, England could do what they did on the second morning. Advisor. Did they take it tonight? Yeah, they did at the, the very, very end. I was um, on the train, so I missed the last couple of overs. I've seen the run out. Before. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the yeah. we'll get to the run out later. Like I guess before the series, when people were imagining what how how Tests will play on on pitches like this, I think there was an assumption that England would really make hay on these flatter pitches, especially in the first. And I, I get what you're saying that it's probably not as flat as as we potentially saw at Vizag, but at the, at the moment. Two tests into the series, only one England batter, Pope, in the second innings at Hyderabad, has really made a start count. They keep coming coming into Bumrah, basically. They haven't they've they've a lot of them have had starts, but a lot of them have, have got out between twenty and forty as we talked about on last week's show. So I guess that's a big challenge for England. That actually Craw Crawley, objectively Crawley. they're in an all right position. Yeah. It's just based on what we've seen in the first right. two test matches, you probably don't back England against this India attack to get the four fifty five hundred score that is possible on this pitch indeed um again on paper three two six for five could easily be three seven five all out and then england are well in the game but you you're coming up against three storied bowlers who are born for these conditions and so england will have to play out of their boots to get anything from this game um the, in the cold light of day three two six already on the board but my word it could have been so different for them mm. To, to, to get India 30 for three, I can't even state it, 30 for three. When you're, when you're used to, as English audiences, you, you turn on perhaps around lunchtime, about sort of six o'clock in the morning. I, I actually turned on earlier this morning because um, I knew I was on with you, Yaz, and I, I know that you'll pull me up otherwise. Uh, but you're always expecting to turn the telly on in maybe 150 for one, and you just accept that and you crack on to be 30 for three and should have been 40 for four. 
Then you're looking at it and thinking India would do brilliantly to get out of it with 250 on 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 first dig, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's a dangerous game to to play the what the what if game, but sure, um, sure. As soon as it happened, but, as soon as it happened, I'm transported to Cardiff 2015. Joe Root, Brad Haddon, first morning of the right. 2015 yeah, Ashes. Right. Haddon drops Root, second ball. Root scores 130. England win by 100 odd. England win the series 3 mm. 2. It's on mm. moments like that that yeah. the series can be decided. And, you know. There, there are drops not, and there are drops. Exactly. And it, and it wasn't just it would be 47 for four. It's 47 for four, 13 overs into the test match. Safraz Khan on debut in against a newish ball. And we know he's very good against spin, and we'll get to him later unsure what he's going to be like against the the, the, the quicker bowlers with the harder ball. Drew Jurel, 23-year-olds on, on debut. We, we didn't really talk about the possibility of him coming in. We we're talking about it in the office before we started recording. Interesting route into the team. He, he's had one significant score in first-class cricket. He had a very good IPL, and he's not regarded as a sort of specialist keeper in the way Barrett is. And Barrett actually had a pretty good first test match. I was and surprised. You've, and, you've, and you've got Kuldeep at nine rather than Axar. So the tail is um, longer than it was in that first test. So you get this specific lineup to 47 for four. You are dreaming of 150 all out and on a pitch like that. And I, I honestly don't think that's that far fetched to say that. Yeah. Um, and you're right. You know, the, the, the cry more brigade will be certainly coming out here for sure. Mm. And, and it's, it's worth pointing out that if you do benefit from a drop, then you still got to face another, another ball oh, after it. You know? and, and we've got to come to row it. He's peeled off another one there. Uh, but, he could have, if they had been four down, they could have used Wood as well in different ways because they could have just held him back mm. a little bit. They could have hit, they could have just bowled two overs at the new new kid, then held back, and then inevitably somebody makes a mistake mid afternoon. You're into the that middle to lower order, and then you can bring him back again. As it was, that partnership crept away in that afternoon session. Mm. It was pretty breezy stuff, really. There was there was one moment. When uh, Rowett was trapped on the pad against Ray and Ahmed again. Now, I don't know about you, but I was up. I was up in. My, were you? Yeah, yeah, I, I was up. I just couldn't understand. I for the I one understand the reaction for for the for the one. Um, yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't understand it. Um, I couldn't understand why there wasn't a discussion. It wasn't a discussion. They dismissed it in the commentary box. Swan was being Swan, uh, but I was I couldn't understand it clearly to me. I mean, he doesn't spin his leg break very very strong. Uh, with Ray and Ahmed and lowish trajectory and he tends to have get a lot of overspin and so if he pitches wicket to wicket then it tends to straighten just enough mm. so I think it can't be going over so all it can be is 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 a glove or something or other and Stokes kind of pointed vaguely didn't he to his mm. hand as if to say it might afflict the glove shrug the shoulders crack on um they had three reviews yeah. they had three reviews for most of the day yeah so that what that was peculiar to me and Naked eye, I thought that's out. That's out. <laughs> it's, it's, same, same with the ones that you late in the day as well. I just thought with the angles, it's like it's not spinning quite often when that LBW shout like that with a left arm spinner to a left hander happens on on day four or five. You think, well, actually, with how much turn, with how much it's turning, the angles involved are never going to be in the favour of the bowler. But it wasn't turning that much. I just thought that that, that sort of looks out. Um, so, so with that one. And, and we do sound really like we're bleating about these missed opportunities, <laughs> but I guess these are the hinge points of the day. Yeah. Um, so I was making some sardines on toast when that, so I saw it live. I thought yeah. out. And then again, they just shrugged their shoulders to it a yeah. little bit. Hartley didn't really drive home his appeal. So I went back to the kitchen. So I didn't actually see a replay mm. 
In fact, no, I did, but it, it wasn't conclusive. They hadn't really zoned in, you know, so it's clearly bat first or pad first. But what was the conclusion on that? What uh, was the consensus? First. It was pad definitely first. Yeah, pad, first. pad first. Oh, my yeah. word. Because um, that, was, that was dead straight. Yeah. It was plum, stone yeah. dead, all the rest of it. Um, how, how did you make of, of England's performance with the ball? Because I get that they're not in a brilliant position, but that's a lot of chances created on, on day one on a pitch that, I don't think it was offering them that much through the middle of the day in particular. Uh, Anderson does what he does. Um, another day could have been, could have picked up Rowett, tiny inside edge onto the pad at one point and um, had, another, had another one that w- was reviewed and rightly turned down in the first place, but, uh, you know, went at what, one and a half, two and over, whatever it was specifically. All right, 2.6. Yeah. Gave away slightly towards the end, but across the day, uh, Mark Wood was great. Glad he played. Thought we probably would. We chatted about it earlier in the week. Uh, and again, picked up two. Could have had more. Gets wrong um, when nothing was happening as well. Yes. That, 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 that wicket is why you pick Mark Wood. For sure. Exactly. The, 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 the bounce ploy, it, look, it works for them. They've done it now a lot all around the world. They don't just do it with the real out and out quicks either. Mm. They've used Robinson in this way before. Um, and it does make sense uh, if the pitch, the pitch can be relatively slow and easy paced. But if it is, if it has any kind of deviation in bounce at all, then then it's it's worth doing. And Soak sets very good fields. Uh, and so I think straight after T, when the pitch had flattened out and it's a lovely time to bat, I thought they did pretty well there. Mm. Uh, another day as well, a couple of those chances that were skewed, one from Sharma. Um, in fact, that was on a sweep shot, but the peculiar shot that Jadeja played, which went for six. Yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, and again, the balance between bats, outfields, and all the rest of it is skewed so far now because mm. that was off the bottom corner of a shot that he was trying basically, not exactly to pull out of, but to check, to sort of check, check pull mm. along the floor to control it. Got a bit big on him, flew off the edge and went 70 yards over two men posted on the boundary for the, the, mm. the miscued pull hook. So, again, another day. And Wood was on the floor after that one. Another mm. day he could have picked up four or five today. Um, the spinners, well, I thought. I thought what, what, what did you think? I thought that was um, Hartley's best first innings performance by, by some distance. He um, was varying his pace well as the odd bad ball, sure, but, you know, Root takes that chance. He's got two for nothing on the first morning of, of, of a test match. Um, I thought he bowled with, with pretty decent control. Ahmed, once more, not really used for the first half of the day on, on the first innings, but I thought from, from when he came on, he caused trouble. Should have had Rowett, LBW. Um, and I think what is really encouraging for him at this point in the series he is doesn't actually... doesn't bowl that many bad balls. Doesn't bowl that many bad balls. Yeah, doesn't that's bowl that the many real bad revelation. Balls. And also, I think with any time you look at Figures at the end of the day, if you've not watched it, you might look at some of the figures. You know, Root went at more than five. I don't, I don't think he bowled with particularly great control, but he beat Jadeja's outside edge on a number of occasions. Um, you know, Hartley went at three and a half and over. Ahmed Wickless at 3.78. You might look at that and think that's on the expensive side, but there were periods, especially when um, they just got those early three wickets and Sharma and Jadeja were used to decrease, where spinners were bowling, Hartley was bowling, and there was literally no one out. That that never happens yeah. in Test cricket. You know, yeah. they're, they're trying to goad India into doing something that they don't really want to do. Um, 
so so the, they are always going to have figures that look slightly more expensive than what you expect spinners to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, Hartley's Hartley's a ready-made Jack Leach replacement in the short term. Perhaps even in the long, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but to go at three and a halves, as you say, picked up one, should have picked up two. Go at three and a halves across the course of the day, as now the senior spinner. Um, he can't be doing any more, really. Stokes can't be asking any more from him. Ryan Ahmed is more and more interesting cricket the more I see him. Uh, I didn't think he'd play that much in this series. I'm a fool. Stokes plays him. Of course he does. He, he's going to love him, isn't he? He's going to love him. He's got confidence overflowing with the bat. He thinks he's basically the best player since me and dad. Uh, and with the ball, he's got real energy in the action. Mm. When Swan wasn't talking about himself mid-afternoon, he actually started going into the nuts and bolts because obviously Swan has worked with these spinners in the, the, the prep camp beforehand. Deep Daskutza was also talking very interestingly about the energy that he gets mm. in his run-up and in his action. And yet it then comes out with a beautiful kind of pace. It's not overly skiddy. It's not quite Rashid Khan-like, but he has a similar kind of bustle and energy getting through into the crease. He, he bowls perhaps a bit offside dominant, I felt today he's got a better googly that he perhaps fancies a bit more. And because he is a bit of a, he's a flair player, he probably dreams of the googly. He mm. dreams of the right, the right-hander playing through the gate, thinking it's the leg, the legger. And he's probably got loads of, loads of people out like that playing in, in age group cricket. He's, he's Which he was to, doing until like exactly. last year. Well, he's only about 12 <laughs> anyway. Um, I think maybe come third innings, maybe try and, attack leg stump a little bit more and with a bit more uneven bounce and so on. But they say the line that he bowled to row it, that's his, mm. that should be his line. Yeah. Cause he can get that skidding on from there. The one thing that he doesn't yet have is a big turning leg break. And I don't know if that is a technical thing or a, or a, a suppleness thing. Yeah. I, I'd say it, I, I, I agree, but it's also got a lot better than it, than it was in Karachi for his debut. Yeah. 14 months ago. I mean, in Karachi, it almost looked like he didn't have, a leg break and then by the end of the English summer um it it became his stock ball more he uses the googly more as, as a weapon rather than the stock ball but he he has improved and I also really like the energy he gets from balls that sort of spit onwards I guess I guess may, maybe it's a flipper maybe may, maybe not but really uh almost quickens after it bounces and, yeah. and there's a bit more bounce onto it and he also still gets dip on the ball so I, I think there's a lot to, to really like um, I think, yeah, yeah, both of those two guys, it's it's kind of mad that those two guys are bowling as, as many overs as, as they are, given their experience. Um, anyway, that's it for part one. In part two, we'll talk more about India and answer a couple of your questions. Bob asks, why has it taken India so long to give Safraz Khan a chance? Is there any other nation in the world who would ignore someone with his first-class numbers? Rahane, Pajara and arguably Kohli underperforming test matches for years. If you hadn't noticed, Safra's average is basically 70 in first-class cricket. Um, it's come down as well. It has come, it has come down after today. Mm. Um, I thought that was a, an amazingly entertaining entrance because I guess there's, there's almost an aura around him, even though he's not played test cricket yet, because everyone talks about the first-class average. And let's be honest, other than, a, other than a handful of people in India, no one's actually seen him hit a red ball before. So you're wondering, what's the fuss about? Two, you're wondering, is there anything noticeable about why he's not been given a go yet? 
And I'll say five balls in, I thought there was a lot to see why he hadn't been given a go yet. You know, against Wood. Against, against you know, you you judge players very very quickly, right? You instantly in your That's head. That's the name of the you, game. You, you, you compare them to other players you've seen. There's an awkwardness about Safraz. Um, like he, even the way he walks is 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 slightly awkward. He's got a very crouched um, yeah, stance he does. in a he way very that, low not, hands. that not many players do anymore. Um, he sort of De Villiers did in fairness. He did, and he, yeah, but, but he's a good player. He, he slightly different setup to, sure. to Safraz. Um, he like properly crouches under uh, the first three balls he gets from. Mark mm. Wood, and then first ball. He I, th- faces... I thought we played that fine, personally. No, I thought it was fine. No, I'm, I'm not saying he played him badly. He just said, "I'm, I'm obviously not going to try and play a hook shot." Or yeah, no, hundred percent. But there was, there was a way. I don't know. He would clearly decided that he wasn't going to play take take on the short ball at all, and I think actually some uh, one or two of those balls were probably there to pull. And then his first delivery uh, gets a spin. I think to Rohan Ahmed, he goes for a massive slog sweep, but he ends up on his ass. And mm. he's on his mm. ass before he scored a test run. And at right. this point, I'm thinking, uh, not, not going that so was, well. That was quite odd because he just almost sort of voluntarily fell over, which yeah. made it look really village. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's fine to miss a sweep shot, slightly overbalanced. Yeah. You put your hand down, but he sort of put his hand down and said, oh, I'm just going to fall over. So initially, I'm thinking this is quite fun. And yeah. then 10 minutes later, I'm thinking, oh, this is why he averages 70. Yeah. He was utterly brilliant. He, he genuinely reminded me of Pant, the way he yeah, um, just shout. took down England spinners. Um, and shout. actually, when when England get Rohit, two thirty for four, two debutants in at six and seven, you think England even even though they've had those missed chances today, you think they've got a pretty good chance of ending the day ta- having taken six or seven wickets. And in the end, Safraz goes the other way and really threatens to take the, the game away from England. And um, I, I thought he looked like absolutely brilliant obviously we don't know what he's going to be like against seamers on quicker wickets but against spinners in these conditions he's basically what everyone was saying in India about Shreyas Iyer before the series someone who will yeah. really look to take down the English spinners and for a brief moment I thought England looked one sort of short on ideas and two actually lacking in, in positivity a little bit because of how quickly the game the game was changing a runnable 60 on debut is uh, to be run out by the senior man that's as cool as it gets mm. Uh, not that he'll be feeling that at the moment. His parents were there. It was really lovely. They kept cutting back to them and they showed the you know, the cat presentation. Anil mm. Kumble did it in the mornings. It was, it was a really lovely feel around it. And you saw Rohit Sharma's reaction. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. Going he was berserk. furious. He was yeah. furious. And cut again to in the, the, the fag end of the day to Safraz, whose head was in his hands, towel over his head, that kind of thing. And mm. he was really done in by it. Of course he was. But... When when he when it all settles down, that's a statement knock. A hundred percent. And those numbers are statement numbers. And what's interesting is the strike rate because he because he's he, he didn't look especially cumbersome by the way physically, but mm. obviously that's been his reputation. It's been a bit of a joke within within the game, mm. and people have damned him a little with faint praise. Uh, uh, someone who perhaps you know doesn't knuckle down in the way that you have to in the ultra professional era and all the rest of it. Well. Uh, his numbers are staggering, not just in first class, but in red ball, in white ball cricket as well. Yeah, strike rates at ninety five in list day, one hundred and thirty in t twenties, and averages you know thirty five, thirty thirty six in list day. And obviously, his first class average is a joke. Mm. Um, it will change very quickly for him if he keeps batting like that, and he won't be pigeonholed as a sort of slightly antiquated, old fashioned, slightly thick set run wrangler in four day cricket. He could quite easily become a star. 
and in the way that Pant has that, it's a really good comparison because Pant has that kind of um, approachability, right? You don't feel like with Pant that he's he's he lives in a in an eye, you know, in, in a glass tower at the top of a hill somewhere, like you do feel with some other Indian cricketers. You feel that he's accessible, and you get a little murmur of that with Safraz as well. You, he's the kind of cricketer that you immediately you get what you want to get behind because mm. he's great to watch. He's got an uncomplicated technique and he can bat for weeks. And I think we're going to see a lot of him this series, at least. Um, you know, Pakistan's... I enjoyed that knock. You know, I was, yeah. I was slightly frustrated that England had got themselves into this position, but I really enjoyed that knock. Mm. No, no, same. Definitely. He, he, he was my man of the day, really. Um, and yeah, look, looking at who India have out, Kohli's ruled out the series. Even if Rahul comes back, you think that He's 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 ahead of Patadar now in in the pecking order. Patadar's had three mm. knocks and and not really done much. So he's got strange a real, dismissal. Real, yeah. It was it was strange. I guess it it really did stick in the pitch. I suppose. Yeah, but um, the player that with a, who's a bit more relaxed mm. is understandable when you're trying to find your way. But a player who's more relaxed, they just wax over. They, well, they they move with that. They yeah. pull out of the attacking shot. Mm. Spoke of a slightly anxious mind to me. Um, we talk a lot about how Jadeja balances the the India eleven, but probably not enough just about his his batting alone. So over his last five years, mm. over the last five years, only Rohit and Jaiswal averaged more with a bat for India in Test cricket. He averages forty four everywhere in the world, um, and in conditions like today, when he India up against it, thirty three for three, inexperienced batting lineup he's able to to fulfill a role that he's not really meant to be performing. He He's equally capable coming in when there's a platform and putting his foot on the accelerator, but he's also more than adept of coming in to sort of stop the opposition on a bit of a run. I remember here at the Oval in 2021, he came in at five with Rahane at six in a similar position, sort of to break up the, the run of right-handers. Um, mm. he, he's just very compact because the ball was doing a fair bit for the seamers and he didn't really offer a chance other than for Safraz at the other end. Of the- <laughs> yeah, he's a really good test match number five. He has the components to be a test match number mm. five. He's 35 years old now, so perhaps not going to be a massive opportunity to change the, the the nature of his game or the or the position in that side. Um but he could he could play for another two or three years at least. He's obviously naturally fit. He's quick between the wickets and all the, all that. Two hundred and eighty wickets and coming up to three thousand runs, um, uh, and he's playing better than ever. Uh, he loves playing against England, and you can sense it. Mm. You know, the, it, there's a there's an alpha streak in in Ravi Jadeja, and it's going to come out if you're playing against. The Poms. Uh, and he's been fabulous throughout the series. Stokes' run out, which still baffles me, still blows my head. That was the key moment in that first test because without it, I think you'd be looking at 2-0 India and then well up in this game as well. Mm. Um, and Rohit also very good today. You you always like Rohit, so you, you, you would have enjoyed that as well. He played a shot. It was just a piss take. Is this, is this the Hartley ball that yeah. he doesn't get down the pitch to? Oof. Right. So he's bowled... No, sorry, it's not that. Okay. That that was one where he was nowhere near it and just just put his hands. But through, like right? totally beaten through the so air, totally beaten. and still wax it completely. Over the Didn't side even screen. get enough of it, you would think, and yet it's gone eighty yards. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a shot he played. It was against Ray and Ahmed just around half hour before tea, and Ahmed had bowled five balls as well as he could, 
and row it a bit like Viv in the old days. He was just having a bit of a breather and he just dropped them respectfully at his feet. And he over and he overpitched his his top spinner by about half a foot. And Rowett hadn't moved beyond that little press that he does with his with his front foot against the spinners. And he barely moved a muscle beyond his wrists. And he whipped it mm. in the air, but completely controlled at sort of chest height. No, midriff height, 10 yards to the right hand of mid on. And obviously he's got a deep mid wicket, but he didn't even bother moving. And it was lacerated through straight mid wicket. Mm. And it was a joke shot, a joke shot. And again, because he's so so lovely, so fundamentally lovely, he, he sort of nods to Rayan Ahmed as if to say, you know, I had to actually focus <laughs> for a moment there. <laughs> and then he puts his head down and he prods the pitch and there's this marvellous sort of just sort of embarrassment, modesty thing going on with him when it, imprisoned by his own yeah, ridiculous I, talent. I, I thought he had quite a, he had a very watchable day even when he wasn't batting. So every time yeah. he does a wicket at the other end, uh, the, the, the TV director went straight to his reaction, uh, which, which was just good television because he, he doesn't really hide his emotions right. very often. No. Then he, when he gets the three figures, incredibly understated you know he's under pressure people are saying uh after the first test match could this be the end of Rohit Sharma as the test captain yeah yeah people people were saying that in India uh there's a lot of backlash to the news that happened a couple of days ago that he's been confirmed as their T20 captain for the World Cup mm. um he's 36 I think you know it's, it's conceivable that one bad series as captain could be the end uh he has he's not got a run in the first a uh, couple of test matches so it's a huge personal innings and he just is totally unfussed and then the most reaction he shows all day is the reaction to the Safraj run out where he's absolutely furious on yeah. behalf of the debutant yeah um you know it's all, all actually like you know quite, quite endearing and 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 very selfish sort of the things you want from from, I, from your leader I, I can understand questions regarding white ball captaincy after the World Cup reversal and the age and the pressures of the job doing two, let alone three. I hadn't heard that about the T20 captaincy. Uh, but the notion that he's not the best person to lead their test team is, is bonkers to me. Um, but just on the point about longevity, I was watching him today and thinking, all right, when he's, when he's literally, when he's 45, 50, he'd struggle a bit against Wood because of the reaction time. But anyone else, literally, from if you take that sort of 88 MPH to 93, take that out the equation, he could, he could make, I'm being serious here, he could make test runs at 46, 47 years old. Mm. And I'll tell you for why, because his technique is so pure. There is no requirement to do anything funky. There is nothing out of the ordinary that relies on a kind of particularly evolved sharp hand-eye coordination. Uh, he doesn't rely on uh, anything beyond this immaculate economical orthodoxy. Uh, and so he could undoubtedly, I'm being serious, he could make test match runs mm. in, five, in 10 years' time, aged 46, mm. if he could be asked. Mm. Uh, and he would be, still be able to lean on medium paces and his judgment would still be fine, obviously, against the spinners. 
you know, if he fancies playing benefit games in 20 years' time for lashings or whatever, <laughs> then he'd get 100 every every time he plays. Yeah, it, I, I find it interesting with players like Sharma and Kawaja, who sort of had a second wind as an international cricketer really quite late on. Both of them, if you're picking a World eleven right now, are probably your opening two batters. And both of them only really started opening in their mid to late 30s. Um, and I wonder if there's, there's almost an unfinished business about so much of their careers and their legacies as a test player that actually there's more hunger there to, to keep on going um, than it is for, for most players at that age. Um, Michael asks, uh, question for the pod. Following Duckett's catch off Hartley to dismiss Patidar, what is the cricketing etymology for Dolly as in a Dolly cat? It's one of those bizarre pieces of cricketing jargon that passed through my mind at about 4.45am this morning. Thank you. Um, That's you, a lovely question. Do, we'll, do, have, we'll have to do a bit of research because well, I do not know. So I, know? I went on idiom origin idiomorigins.org. Oh, that's a thing, morning. is it? That is a thing. A dolly is a very easy catch in cricket and dates from the late 19th century, usually when such a catch is dropped, e.g. the fielder has dropped an absolute dolly. A little earlier in the mid-19th century, dolly meant babyish, deriving from dole or doll-like. Hence, a dolly is a catch that a baby could take. Dolly is also applied to anything small or doll-like, e.g. a small trolley on small wheels to move something heavy, particularly heavy film cameras. This latter usage dates from the early 1900s. Brilliant. So, so there you go. Superb. <laughs> There's your answer. Um, that's an excellent question, Michael. Um, we can really, that, that, that sounds like a, a, a useful website. Um, for, mm. for more questions like that. Worst dolly drop you've ever seen in uh, big cricket? I mean, correct answer is Gatting against India. But the worst one I've seen is is Denley against New Zealand when Archer bowled a slow ball yeah. the last day against yeah, Williamson. Good. He wheels away in celebration. And, and yeah, that, that was pretty bad. Uh, can you think of any others? Oh, well, Herschel's yeah. squeaks in there, doesn't it? Michael Vaughan dropped one and then managed to catch the rebound at mid-on, I think in the Ashes, which was spectacular. Yeah. My mate Batchy dropped one at mid-off playing for Gideon Park 2s. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. But yeah, Gatting wins. Gatting wins. It, it's a classic. It's a classic of the genre, as they say. <laughs> it's, it's also got I, the whole Ian like, Salisbury. At the sun. <laughs> yeah, Kieran Moray was the batsman, I think. Ian Salisbury gets one to leap, takes the glove, yeah. loops. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, that is actually as easy as it possibly can be, I think. So so yeah. definitely worth searching yeah. that on, on Twitter or YouTube. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is everything from day one at Rajkot. Cheers for listening. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Podcast Network.